0: This, this, this is this, is this, 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 this. fight disciples. We are gathered
1: here today
0: for the fight disciples UFC and boxing talk.
1: Hi, I'm Adam and I'm Nick, and you are listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Time to get busy, eh? <laughs> IBF welterweight champion Cal Brook is taking Kevin Bizier to the kitchen. You're gonna taste some nice chocolate brownies off me.
2: <laughs> he also talks about that night in Tenerife.
0: You I know, mean, very, very close. I'm dying, very close. And uh, you know, I think that, you know, I think after that, you know, just just the way you just the way you look at life, you know, it changes you.
1: And. Just how close was the Emir Khan fight?
0: Very, very close. Uh, Very close. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
1: Now, we've got plenty of additional downloads for you this week, so make sure you hit the subscribe button and write us a lovely five-star review. Um, Including... A fantastic chat that you've had with uh, UFC star Ross Pearson Off the back of his victory at UFC
2: Brisbane Yeah, UFC Brisbane at the weekend Was uh, yet another crazy card Filled with knockouts I know you'll have enjoyed that knockout after last week's show When you were like, the knockout king is back And I was thinking to myself I can see Frank Mayer submitting Mark can't You know, I can't see it being a knockout I was wrong.
1: Well, he, he knocked did, him out. He knocked him and out. And walked bad. away. He did the walk-off as That's well, which yeah. we're all a big fan of, yeah. Absolutely. So make sure you hit the subscribe button, you'll get that additional uh, interview that Nick has done with Ross Pearson. Uh, right now, though, we're not going to mess about. We're going to get straight into a little chat that I had with the IBF welterweight champion. He's in great spirits. In his own words, he's got itchy knuckles. Here he is, Brook.
0: This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store.
1: I bet you this camp feels like you've been doing it for about three years, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> five years, like forever, forever. forever. It's just like it's Groundhog Day. Every, you know, what I mean, every, you know, every day we're at the gym. It just seems like that every single day. I can't remember uh last time I did out anything different.
1: Well, we haven't seen you obviously for a year inside the Well, nearly a year inside the ring. So that's what I mean when I say that, pal. Because it's like it's like you've been preparing for the next stage of your IBF defence. For for time, obviously injuries have played a role in that. But what I'm alluding to is that I know what type of guy you are, so therefore there'll be a bit of frustration coming your way on on the 26th. Then Busy is going to get it, isn't he?
0: Busier is going to get it. He's going to he's going to he's going to taste some nice chocolate brownies <laughs> off me. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, it's like I've had I've had more clo- clo- uh, close shave than, than a Mac three. You know, this it, camp, it's like. It's been it's been nonstop, you know. What I mean, uh, in, injuries for, for the last fight before, and you know. But I think you know, I, I need to bubble wrap myself. I think now we're, we're in sight now of the of the fight. You know, it's uh, it's you know very close to the fight. So it's about getting in there and uh, and uh, giving it busier.
1: I've seen obviously interviews with you recently, mate, about wanting those big fights, those big names in this welterweight division. If we're all honest. We know that you're the main man in it, the IBF champ. Everybody's ranked you number one in the division. It's like, for me, since you've become champ, I know injuries have played a part, so this is quite difficult, and you've got to face mandatories, I know that. But it's like everybody else in the division's trying to avoid Kel Brook.
0: It, se- it seems to be, yeah. You know, there's politics, a lot of politics in this sport, but, you know, uh, I'm a big draw, you know, I'm unbeaten world champion. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'll... Uh, I, I believe I believe that I am the number one in this division, you know, uh, you know, Floyd with left now, and I believe that I'm number one, uh, all I've got to do now is get, get these other guys, you know, to get in the ring with me, and, uh, all I can say is the fans are going to be in for a fantastic night, you know, if, if we can get them in, because, you know, I'm definitely going to do my part, and I'm going to turn up and, uh, and give them what for.
1: Well, that's happening in 26th, obviously, in your own town. You must be dead excited about that. The fans are buzzing to obviously see you back in action against your mandatory challenger. I know you don't look ahead, and I know your eyes will be firmly fixed on Busier to do a job on him, excite the fans, get people talking again about Cal Brook. But then, do you feel that you might have to go to America to get those big fights? Because nobody, I don't think anybody fancies coming here to face you.
0: If, If I need to, I will do, definitely. Um... If I need, you know, if I need to, I will do. Obviously, I'd like to bring the big names over here for his for his British fans. Mm. If there's any kind of hold up, any kind of problem, you know, because you know how the Americans are, and we should have it like this and that. Yeah, you know, it's you know TV I'm,
1: deals and stuff like that, isn't it? They all, like you said, you mentioned politics before. Politics, TV deals, and all that type of stuff—it holds stuff up, and it's ridiculous. We just want to see the fight.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm a put put me go to side. You know, I'm willing to travel and. Um, you know, to get the big names, to get the big names. So um, after this fight, like you said, obviously I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fixed on, I'm busy. Here, but you know, just quickly looking past him, like you said, I'm, 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 after, the, I'm after them. You know, I'm after that massive, massive name. I'm, I'm after them. I'm after the fights where the fans are really excited and really, you know, can't split them. Do you know, like when yeah. you know, it gets, it gets in the public's imagination, like the quick Frampton. Yeah. You know. We don't, you know, it didn't, it didn't live up to the hype uh, that fight. But he got, he it got the capture, it captured the, uh, you know, the public's imagination. You know, them close fights where the public can split them. Hmm. They're the fights why I want to be involved in, and um, I'm going to be searching for them after this fight.
1: Well, one of those names was obviously the lad that you refer to being a bit delicate round whiskers, Mister uh, Mister Khan. <laughs> yes. Who. Um, who I've seen so many different articles. You interviewed him, interviewed, and all that type of stuff. How far down the line was it that you two were going to get it on in the summer before, obviously, he then announces his Canelo fight?
0: Very, very close. Uh, very close. Uh, you know, my dad and his dad even even met up, and it were very, very close. You even got uh, dads one...
1: involved. I like that, man. Even dads had dad's a little is... bit of a chat. <laughs> dad's
0: got involved, so that means we... Uh, you know, it's the, it's the closest we've ever been, and... Um, you know, but then, then on i the, on the, you know, the next minute we're hearing that he's fighting Canelo with, you know, jumping up two weight divisions. Mm. So,
1: uh, so, what do you make of that, you know? mate? Because for, I, again, I'm just a boxing fan. I admire both of you actually for what you what you do within the ring. But as a boxing fan, as an outsider, I look at that and I think to myself, there's an element of maybe trepidation about facing you because if he loses to you. Then where does he go from there? But if he loses to Canelo, everybody kind of expects it in a way.
0: Yeah, it's exactly. It. You're, just, you're a bit, you're a bit yeah, on the on the yeah, I'm like, on the head there. So what it is with with that? I um, you know I think he's he's in a he's in a win-win. You know he's jumped up that you know to the middleweight division. You know everybody expects him to lose. He's gonna he's gonna net a big bag of money. You know, and and it can say afterwards. Oh, you know, I thought that we were gonna have, have the speed, and mm. you know, I didn't expect the size to be a problem, and it can come out and say that. Then, it even said in interviews that he's got unfinished business down at this weight, so he can always come back down, and you know, he's got another he's got another crack at it. If he fought, if he fought me first, I would end, I would end him. You know, and mm. uh, and then that's him done. You know, you know, um, he's been showing it. Shouting off, for years that I'm a walking parker. There's no respect there. Then I go and knock knock him out and beat him. You know he's got nowhere to go. You know, so I think it's a it's a good it's a good move from him, as long as he don't you know get get too badly uh, damaged. Do
1: you think it could be made still this year? Uh, Are we talking maybe further down the line now?
0: You never know in boxing, you know. Yeah. Like I say, but it were very close to happening, and I really, honestly, did think it were going to happen, and then that happened. So anything can happen in this game. If it, if it happened at the end of the year, um, you know, it'd still be as exciting as, as, as ever. But you know, the the crowd, the crowd, you know, wouldn't be as big because we won't probably get the Wembley uh,
1: yeah.
0: show. But
1: um, it must be annoying from your point of view. You, there must be a part of you that just goes. Ah, oh, sodding man! If he doesn't want, if he don't want it, jog on. There's plenty of others that that fancy a piece of it. But obviously, the fans would want to see it.
0: The fans want, you know, the, the fans want it. That you know, the fans make you. You know, you yeah. can't, you, you want to push him away. You know, without them, there's no. You know, you, you're not, you're not a star in the game. So, you know, I just want to give the fans what they want, and they desperately do want that fight. Mm. But like you just said, you know, jog on. It's over- <laughs> There's other fighters out there, um, you know, who I can fight because at you know, the, the end of the day, I've got something, you know, that that any fighter in this in this welterweight division one, and that's a world title. And uh, and and you know, so so there's them big fights out there. Obviously, you just got to um, play the right note, you know, offer the right money, and, and get and get the big fights what what we all want.
1: I just want to just have a quick nosy backwards in your career? Because everybody will probably refer to obviously the night that you became IBF champion as, as the defining moment, the big moment. However, for me, I have followed your career. I saw you win the British title, for example, on Khan's on undercard in Manchester that night. And I thought, this guy's a bit tasty. This is a bit of all right. And then there's other fights that I've seen you in. But for me, the big one, and again, you might take me down a different road with this question. The one that stands up and makes me think, Kel Brooks at an elite level now is the first time that you went in the ring against Carson Jones? Yeah. Would you say that that that's the moment where you thought in your head, I'm world level now?
0: You know, I I just thought to myself, I don't know about world level, but I just thought to myself, I've definitely got what, you know, what a champion needs. Yeah. As in, I believe that any other fighter probably would have uh, swallowed it and, you know, and called it a day. But you know, I had my nose broke. I was swallowing blood, doing blood everywhere. Mm. You know, Run out of fuel early on in the fight. But you know, I kept getting out of that. You know, from off the stool and kept going and kept going. You know, because I've got uh, you know an art of a lion, and I believe that you know that um, it's going to be it's going to be hard for any man to 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 stop me after that. You know, after the preparation, not getting the preparation right, right and still coming through. You know that that fight, what well, was a very tough, tough fight to a grueling fight, and uh, I got through it. So
1: you mentioned the broken nose situation there, mate. But in the in the last round, he put it on you. He'd have needed a cricket bat to take you out, mate. You were going nowhere, but he and he laid it on. And fair, fair play, mate. Big nuts. You stayed there and obviously got the result in the end.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. He, he, like you say, he needed cricket
1: bat
0: or <laughs> other thing, you know, because I weren't going nowhere. Yeah, kill me in that ring, you know. I'm, I, am i willing to, to die basically because, you know, this is what I love. This is, you know, there's, this, there's no way I believe a man can stop me. You've got to really, really stop me because I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep coming back, keep getting up, and keep, I'm gonna keep pushing on. And uh, you know, this shows you that I've got all the ingredients now, of, uh, of this, you know, of a world champion. You know, I've got, I've got the skills pay the bills, you know, the fitness, you know, and the And the balls,
1: heart. mate. And the balls, let's be straight, you got the balls to yeah. do it as well.
0: I've got, I've got a lot. I've got
1: <laughs> a lot. Did you, um, do you know the uh, Devon Alexander saga, mate, when it were going back and forth of whether it was going to be on or not and obviously injuries from your part and injuries on his part, did you think that something was against you like in the, in the ether out there to stop you becoming a world champion? You
0: know, I, I did, I've, I've had some dark moments in, You know, in my career, but you know, I've always believed, I've always attracted um, me becoming one day that world champion. I just knew that, you know, I just needed to get back on that horse every time anything happened. uh, One day it'd pay off, you know, which it did, Mm. which it did. And uh, I'm just so, I'm so happy. I do. There was never really a time where. You know, I really i had some really low days, but we were never really a time where I thought, you know what, forget, forget this, forget this crap. You know, what I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested. You know, I always knew one day it would be my day.
1: Well, let's be honest. It got even darker after becoming a world champion. We'll get there in a minute. But the night that you became champion against Porter, to go to America and beat the reigning champion in his own backyard. On a points decision is near enough unheard of. Not many people go and do things like that. So you had to be technically brilliant. You really stepped up in class that night.
0: That was my moment. You know, I doing nothing could have gone wrong for me. I needed to be on my on my game. You know, and I went out there. You know, uh, not intimidated by being in America or anything else. I just knew that it was my time. I just I needed to show the world they it, it was my time. And I went out and and I showed them, and I became world champion. Um, and that was, uh, you know, the best night of my life. You know, and like, like, you, like you want to get on to after. You know, not, not long after that fight, you know, it ended up being the darkest of uh, my career with what happened after that.
1: Well, it was only, it was a month later, mate. You, you've just become IBF champion. Again, gone into somebody's backyard, boxed his ears off, stripped the title from him. You're on high. Fully, in, fully entitled to go and celebrate that and enjoy it with your family and your young, your young family. And then what happened with the knife attack, obviously, in Tenerife? Again, I allude back to the Devon Alexander stuff. The Devon Alexander stuff with the injuries, you think to yourself, why is this happening to me? I should just be fit, lad. Let's get in there. Let's go and become world champion. Job done. There seems to be so many hurdles that come your way. So many hurdles.
0: So many hurdles. I've had, I've had you know, so many, you know, close shaves. Worse than a Mach 3. So, bit, you know, well, I'm, you know, 2016 every time. I'm just believing that... You know, I'm over the hurdle, You know, no, I've had all the bad luck you can ever have. The, you know what I mean? And I believe has, now, has that
1: has that knife attack changed the way that you look at stuff?
0: Yeah, it has. You know, of course it has. I mean, I was very, very close. I'm dying. Very close. And uh, you know, I think that. You know, I think after that, you know, just just the way you just the way you look at life. You know, it changes you. It mm. changes you. And, uh, I remember coming out of, out, out of the hospital wheeling me out and I just remembered, you know, even the air and the birds singing and you just the small things and you just think, wow, you know, I'm I'm here, I'm alive. You know, forget being world champion, I'm just alive, my family's here with me. Mm. And, um, you know, it just makes you... It makes you realise, you know, what you've got and, you know, how important you are to many people. And, you know, it's it's it definitely you know, affected my life, but it's, it's, it's affected it. It's, it's, giving me, giving me, a, uh, the positive, you know, of it, and, um, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna use everything I've, you know, I've gone through in life and, uh, bring it to the ring with me and use it in the positive.
1: You mentioned, uh, your family there, mate, you've obviously got, uh, two little girls.
0: Yeah, two little
1: girls, yeah. How's, uh, how's father treating you, mate? Are you, are you a hands-on guy? Are you the guy with the nappies? Are you right in there?
0: You know I do play my part. I play. The part. <laughs> you know, I, play I play the game. Um, you know, guess, but you know when I'm when I'm when it's getting tough in in training camp. You know I think you know my partner Lindsay. I think she knows the she knows the role now. She knows that I need mm. I need me down, down. I need to I need to uh, relax. I need I need to get certain things right. I can't be having. I can't. I can't be hands on that. You know, when when I'm when I'm deep into training camp. Yeah. Because I've got. I've got another man training who wants to take what's. You know, what's right rightfully mine.
1: Do you, do you take yourself out of the family environment, or do you still live at home during the the period?
0: You know, I'm still. I've still. Uh, <clears throat> I've been. At, I've been at home through this fight. You know, I've been at home. Mm. Obviously, uh, when I do go on training camp. You know, in, in blocks. You know, I'm 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 to ensure and I'm away from my family, you know, but since I've been back, which has been quite a while now, I've, I've been living at
1: home. What is it, a two-year-old, th- three-year-old, and then you've no, got, got a baby? You
0: a one-year-old
1: now. All right. So, you can it, imagine. Yeah, 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 up all night, mate. I mean, I've got a two-and-a-half-year-old, so, and he's a nightmare for sleeping, so I know what them babies are like, you know, so, it must, as preparation for a fighter, sleep's important.
0: Yeah, sleep is important, you know, and uh you know I can just, you know, sometimes I can go off if 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 we're having bad nights, you have got if you have got like a, a bit of a cough or if if you know um you know you know how it is yeah you know I can I can go into a I can go somewhere else in the house in another room and <laughs> get bed down somewhere else so you know I, I make sure I do get them them out and get them dead.
1: Now listen, busy 26th, you're obviously going to take care of him. I feel sorry for the lad because of this frustration that you've probably felt over the last year. He's going to get laid out quite quickly. Then you've obviously got an opportunity to really kick on in the welterweight division. Just a few names here, mate. Which way do you think it's going to go? Garcia? I mean, you've got Porter Thurman. If Porter comes through that, a rematch with Porter? or Thurman. Thurman's a great fight for you.
0: Yeah, Thurman's a great fight, but, you know, whoever wins that fight, you know... I'm. You know, I know it's been put delayed and, you know, it's going to be looking like is going to be the summer, so it takes, it takes uh, that out of the equation, mm-hmm. them to You know, but I'd love the Garcia fight, you know. Um, I well, love Garcia
1: t- Garcia sends a massive, massive uh, message out to everybody. Garcia obviously sparked a mirror. You go in there and check him out and obviously gain his world title and it's game on then, isn't it?
0: It's game on. You know, I'd love that Green WBC battle next to mine. There's a... Uh, Obviously, Garcia, did Timothy Bradley, Pacquiao, hmm. hmm. um, you know, and did Jesse Vargas who just won a world title. Yeah. So you know, the the list goes on, and they're they're the names I'm gonna be, you know, shouting at, and uh, they're the fights what I'm aiming for.
1: Are you still going on Bramall Lane, by the way?
0: Yeah, yeah. I went. I went Saturday to a and we won. We won two nil. So, but we need to start picking his his game up a bit.
1: Kelbrook, Danny Garcia sells out there, doesn't it?
0: Definitely, definitely, and. Uh, we're actually talking about that weekend and, uh, you know, my dream might come true. God, this summer, we might be able to get back my with a big name and, and absolutely uh, get um, full at to rafters.
1: Top, man. Listen, Kel, I appreciate you speaking to me, mate. I wish you all the best with the rest of the camp. Stay injury-free because there's big yep. things coming 2016-2017 for you, mate.
0: Massive things. Thank you. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
1: I feel sorry for Kel Brook. I'll be honest with you, because... He's had a lot of injuries. He had that fateful night, obviously, in Tenerife, which he got himself in a lot of bother with. Um, and it seems, since becoming world champion two years ago, he hasn't been able to nail down the big, big fights that he's just been talking about. Your big boys, your Garcias, your Thurmans, your Remy Khan's. He's obviously got to take this mandatory challenge against Bizier. Yep. Next fight after Bizier, it has to be a big boy, doesn't it? you would like to think
2: so, but unfortunately, the, the problem Kel's got is, is is the welterweight nobody wants. You know, nobody wants to fight Kelbrook. He's completely unorthodox. He hits hard. He's, pro- he's proven he's got a great chin. He's proven he can go into the trenches when things aren't going his way. He's the welterweight champion nobody needs. You know, he's like the Gennady Golovkin, if you like. Completely different style of fighter. I'm not saying that, but he's the opponent nobody wants, including Amir Khan. Mm. Um, I think, you know, we we touched on it before. I think Kel's only hope of a big fight is if Khan gets beat by Canelo, convincingly. And Khan has, Khan has to come back and lick his wounds a little bit. and Because we all know a lick his wounds fight for Khan, a step-down fight for Khan, is Kelbrook Brook in a stadium in the UK. That'll probably earn him an absolute fortune as well. Hence the reason why Team Khan have taken the Canelo fight. I think that's the only big fight out there. Nobody else is going to... Is going to willingly want to Voluntarily. fight? Voluntarily, yeah, it'll have, have to be a Kel, mandatory
1: or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's not the even only one right. of the world champs, like a WBC champ, like Danny Garcia or something like that.
2: The, the problem is, Kel doesn't want to tra- doesn't want to travel. He's not a traveller. He won't go over to the US to put his belt on the line.
1: Well, he said he said there, didn't he? That he had to. He doesn't mind now. I think he's come to terms with. He might have to swallow his pride. He might have to lose a little bit of the ego in order to say, listen, right, okay, I'm not going to fight here in Sheffield. I'm not going to fight in London or whatever it may be. I might have to go back out to uh, America if I'm going to make a bit of a name for myself.
2: Well, <clears throat> it's all good and well saying that, but unfortunately he's he is the marquee champion with Eddie Hearn at the moment, so Eddie mm. isn't going to want to risk that by going over to the US and then everything's against him. Um, the problem is, as I say, there's, there is a big fight out there, and it's, as t- it's within touching distance for him. It's just that that opponent completely fooled everybody, took a body swerve, is now going to fight Canelo. But, If what happens, you know, what the bookies tend to think is going to happen to Khan, i.e. he's not going to go the distance with Canelo, uh, he's going to suffer a defeat, then that fight is 100% back on. And unfortunately for all Kel's ducking and diving and for all his hopes and all his aspirations, that remains the biggest fight available to Kel Brook, Amir Khan, in the UK.
1: Speaking of um, decisions regarding swerving big fights, um, also this weekend... On Terrestrial TV, which we're all yeah, delighted about. Channel 5, about. yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, <laughs> Nick Blackwell is obviously uh, the current middleweight uh, British champion, uh, and he has an opponent in the shape of Chris Eubank Jr. this weekend, which I found quite bizarre at the time of making, because he managed, after the Spike O'Sullivan fight, get himself into uh, the WBA uh, mandatory rankings. However, a lot of the fans would look at this and think, he's taken maybe one or two steps back in order to become British champion at the weekend. Yeah, it is
2: an interesting one. But, you know, again, a bit like Kell Brook, it feels like a bit of a mark and time fight for me. There's big fights out there for uh, Eubank Jr. Certainly, you know, the likes of Golovkin and people like that. There's so many opportunities and there's a lot of money to be made. But everybody's tied up. Everyone's got fights in that weight class. Everybody's either booked into fight or or they've got, you know... Uh, their own fights on the horizon that they're chasing themselves. Again, you know this is important. That Newbank just needs to stay busy. He needs to keep active. And
1: that's busy, not busy yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's he, he's got to stay. He's got to keep active. And uh, this is a perfect <laughs> opponent for him. You know, it's a the guy's at British title level. He deserves his chance. Nick Blackwell, you know, he's he's had a great run. Beating, beating Ryder for me John Ryder really really stood him out you know, and really carried him forward so again he's he's earned this opportunity against Eubank Jr.
1: And if he wins it he w- wins it he, the long, he, he switches, belt outright as well.
2: Of course and then he switches the position, the roles switch he's then suddenly chasing a big world title fight on the back of beating Chris Eubank Jr. So it's a fight that works for everybody but it's a fight that for me Keeps Dubank Jr. busy while the rest of the division's kind of timed up looking towards a world title fight in the summer.
1: Maybe against Danny Jacobs at uh, WBA level. Yeah. Something like that, like you say, a little bit later on. There uh, is constant chat as well between uh, himself and Mr. Joe Saunders, who is the WBO champion at that uh, weight division. Can you see that being made uh, later down the line?
2: Yeah, I can, yeah. I think that's... uh,
1: that's even though it's already been done.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a fight that will definitely be rematched down the line because there's just too much on offer, you see. Eubank Junior brings too much to the table. Obviously, he's got the he's got the name on his back, but uh but more than that, he fights with flamboyance as well. He's he's an engaging guy. You either love him or you hate him, which is why he's headline on the show on Channel 5 this weekend. So that fight is definitely there for, you, you know, that rematch is definitely going to happen. I'd be surprised that doesn't happen. But Again, you know, both those guys are looking to the US. There's there's big tight, there's big opportunities over in the US. The middleweight division's alive right now. Canelo, Golovkin, Khan up there. There's so much going on. There's so much money in that weight class right now. That um you know it it's a shame they're not fighting each other right now. I'd love to see those two fight each other right now again in a rematch because the first fight was competitive. So, you know, it's, I think both of them now need to kind of look forward and move on and hopefully I, I see that rivalry build and potentially like Eubank, Ben, further down the line. Yeah. And, you know, because what Eubank needs now is a world title. The problem is the world titles are tied up with some of the biggest and hardest-hitting guys and the biggest cash cows in the weight division. So, again, both those guys just need to stay busy and I'm sure that rematch will happen.
1: Out of the two, which one uh, would probably fancy the chances against Golovkin more?
2: Uh,
1: against Golovkin, you probably because he is the major draw oh, in the middleweight division.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Financially, it's obviously Golovkin and, and Canelo. They're, they're the guys. Canelo has his own weight class, obviously. As yeah, we know, yeah. but uh, you know, around that weight division, they're the two guys who generate all the big income. You know, hand on heart, do I think either Billy Joe or, or Eubank Junior can beat Golovkin? No, I don't. Uh, in fact, you can probably put them both in the ring at the same time <laughs> as a tag team, and they'd probably struggle. But then that's that's no slight on them. That's just the fact that Golovkin's He's the best ridiculous. best fighter on the planet right now. So, well, potentially Andre Ward comes back on Saturday night as well. So yeah. we'll see what Andre Ward's got left to offer the uh, got got left to offer boxing. But um, but yeah there's big fights out there is Golovkin the right way to go no but then you make a lot of money fighting Golovkin and there's certainly no no uh, no harm in losing to Golovkin Triple G the way he is right now his reputation and you know someone's got to beat him potentially it may not happen now it may happen in 10 years time but at some stage someone's going to beat Golovkin he's going to take the eye off the ball somehow and I think that's why Billy Joe Saunders has suddenly started calling, calling him out what, what I noted though and what Golovkin noted as well is when he was
1: Offered the fight Yeah, he did it.
2: but now Golovkin's got a fight and it's booked and it's in the schedule suddenly he? Billy Joe's noise. his shoulders have popped up again now and he's he's calling for the fight again so we'll see after, after Golovkin's fight whether Billy Joe still
1: wants it I would never speak ill of any fighter because they do um, something far more brave than I would ever do however yeah. that Billy Joe's on his uh, Golovkin call out situation is very similar to me in the playground standing behind me mates going Yeah, come on then! Yeah. <laughs> come on then! I, 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 I didn't mean it! I didn't mean it! It <laughs> that type of situation,
2: yeah. It's uh, it's all good and well calling somebody out when they haven't got a fight so that's 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 being brave, yeah. but when they've got a fight booked and when they're just about to go into fight camp for that fight, it's uh, it's a different matter altogether.
1: You mentioned uh, the son of god uh, there two seconds ago in Andre Ward back in action this weekend. Um, he's he's one of those people that frustrates me a little bit because he's obviously had loads of problems with promoters and various things like that in and out the ring, yeah, more out than in. Um, technically, I'm sure we'll all agree A sensational, sensational fighter If he comes through uh, his fight at the weekend Looking flashy Can you see him and Golovkin getting made this year?
2: Um, I'd like to think so, yeah But, you know, you, you touched on it then When was the last time Andre Ward defended his world title? Or defended a world title? It was probably three three or four years ago, you know It was so long was Well, he fought down. against
1: Paul, didn't he? And there was uh, no titles, but there was no on, the titles on the
2: line yeah, And yeah. that was his only fight since 2013 or whatever it was So, And this fight on Saturday night That's not a title fight either so he's basically gone three years. But arguably one of the best fighters on the planet, top three for sure, has gone three years without defending or fighting for a world title. What's he doing? What's happening? You know what? Where's his career? What? I just don't understand what kind I'll of tell legacy you what he's, he's doing. Going mate. He's, but,
1: he's, he's fighting uh, Tony Bellew in Creed. That's what he's doing. Well, exactly. well, He pulled out of that as well. <laughs> Maybe there. There you go. There's the story that comes along with all that. He didn't fancy that fight either. <laughs>
2: It's uh, th- th- again that middleweight division, you know, around that weight class, super middleweight. It, there's so much to offer there. There's so many great fights. But we'll find out Saturday night. I think of Andre Ward, you know, he- he's got a good opponent. Uh, Sullivan Barrera's undefeated himself. He's no mug. But it's a, it's a showcase. Befo- it's a platform, isn't it? Let's Here be I am. For Andre Ward, yeah. I'm back. I'm beating an undefeated guy, a guy that's in world title contention himself. I'm proving myself to be back where I belong. We'd, so we'll find out where he wants to go at on Saturday night after he, if he can get through a win on Saturday night I think then we'll see what Andre Ward's got left to offer professional boxing and hopefully as you say it's it's the big fights with Golovkin and Canelo and you know whoever else
1: next time with the Fight Disciples we look ahead towards April 2nd in Nick's on town of Liverpool the Echo Arena is the venue Callum Smith he's got his eliminator for his WBC shot at the super middleweight title taking on Mohamedy can he come through it
2: of course he can, yeah It's a big test for him It's another step up But the city's right behind him now You know, I think they can sense There's a world title in the offering And uh, it's going to be a great night
1: his, other, his previous opponent, should I say uh, Mr Rocky Fielding is also back in action On the same bill yeah. uh, Taking on a former four of yeah. Callum Smith Christian Rebrassi A man that has ov- obviously fought Smith He's fought Groves in the past yeah. He seems to be the guy that steps up Off the back of uh, one of our Super middleweight defeats Can Rocky come through that one? Well, he's got to
2: At this point You know he's uh, Obviously The the Callum fight You know We we talked about it at the time It was never a Loser leaves town fight All it was It was the guy Who goes on to the next step sooner And Callum's One step ahead Of Rocky now Yes but Callum went the distance With this guy Now Rocky's got to get in there And prove a point And put this guy away early And prove that You know The fight with Callum There isn't a future in it There is a rematch in You know Nobody wants to see it yet We want to see it When there's a world title On the line Further down the line But big opportunity For Rocky to make A bit of a statement himself Prove that the knockdown, the, you know, the, the defeat that he suffered against Callum, was a flash in the pan, his career's come back, and he's going to get himself right back on track.
1: You can hear from both men on next week's podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to get the additional content that's available to you this week. And please, 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 write us a nice five-star review.
2: Thank you for listening. If you
0: like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.